So please help me to draw it down. What I should draw first? Then how you tell me Eden? So what is first? Eden. Eden is first. And from Eden goes out Nahar. Yes? And then how goes to Menahayu Tsemi Eden, Lehashkot et Hagan. Supply water to the garden. So the first is Eden, and it's of course the Baal Shem Tov. Menahar, as a Hasidim call it, is the Magid of Mezrich. And the garden is of Yelemech Nijansk. So he has a very important role in the Hasidic history. And he had, he had four uh, important students that they will be the four uh, Rashim that uh, goes out from this uh, river. Uh, those four are Hoseni Lublin, Rabbi Mendele, Merimanov, Merimanov, the Ohev Israel Abta, Abraham Yeshua Heshel, the first, Singer. And uh, the last one is the Maggid of Kozhenitz. But we will not speak about them today. It will be the next time. Uh, so we will speak about the So is very central, in a very central position. And he actually, he is the founder of the Hasidut in Poland. His four students will spread the Hasidut out all over Poland. So he's a very uh, important uh, 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 figure in the So, what do we know about Vilmenech? First, we know how he was looked like. He was extremely tall, and he was dressed as some kind of a peasant, very simple Hasidic coat, 
we know that for years he was traveling all over Poland in Galicia with a rope instead of a belt, and he was he was looked like like a beggar, and he was a very you know he was classical Talmud Chacham, uh, and he what do what but what important for us that we know that he was a very tough guy. He was a tough man. Uh, you know, the youngest in Israel uh, used to go to Poland to a, a tour. Uh, my daughter going to, to be in Poland in the, in the end of this summer. Uh, you know, they learn in Poland about the Shoah and so on. And all the Israeli youngest groups, uh, when they came to Lijansk, the uh, south, south of uh, Poland, they start to dance and sing in there. But actually, the atmosphere in Rabbi Elimelech Miljansk uh, uh, court was quite different. He was a very tough guy, and he was uh, actually he, he, he all the time he, he told he, he told everyone uh, their problems and. He was talking all the time about problems, about what, not what is not good, what is not working. So he was criticized everyone uh, in front of him, and most of the time he was criticized himself as well. So we will talk about this point of criticism. Why did he do it? Uh, why, what, what, what is purpose in that? And the second uh, point will be the tzaddik, and then I want to speak, to, to speak also in that, about the connection between them, about the vacation. Okay, so let's uh, start with paragraph number Gimel. It's a Hasidic text, and it's going like this. I'll read it maybe in Hebrew, and then I'll try to. Uh, translate it into English, or you will help me with that. Pamachat Nasa Harav Rabbi and Melech Milijansk Lenikashburg. Beharav Rabbi Shmelke Minikashburg Nasa Likrato Lachata Ayavot Shepaderech. So Rabbi Melech Milijansk traveled to Nikashburg to meet his old friend Rabbi Shmelke of Nikashburg. One of the famous uh, Hasidic leaders that in this generation, and they met. Uh, they gathered together in, in some little town on their way. So the first one we were to speak was Shmelke, and he uh, had a tremendous drasha, drisha, and it was, everyone was so, it was so amazing, it was so, it was so nice. Kasher siyem harav Shmelke, bikesh harav rabi elimelech meharav rabi Shmelke, shiten lo reshut, להגיד גם הוא איזה דברים בדרך המוסר. כך עלה ועמד רבי אליהלך לפני ארון הקודש ואמר, 
So, from some reason, Rabbi Elimelech is not comfortable with what Shmeki did, and he wants to speak also. Please, I want some word in the Derech Hamusa, in the criticism way, in the rebuke. Asaper, any, any, any heavy story. Asaper, achem, maaseh she'aya. פעם אחת נסע השר פוטוצקי מפולין למרחקים על פני התבל לראות מדינות רחוקות ועימו שמש אחד ועגלון. בבואם למדינה בה לא הכירו אותם קשרו העגלון והשמש קשר ורצחו את אדונם השר. כעת הפך עצמו השמש לשר פוטוצקי, והעגלון הפך לשמשו. כך נסעו השניים ממדינה למדינה, עד שחלה השר המדומה ונפל למשכב. ובאו דוקטורים רבים ונתנו לו תרופות, תרופות מעודנות, כיאה לשר פוטוצקי. אך אלה לא פעלו עליו מאומה. לבסוף הגיע למקום פלצ'ר אחד. רופא כפרי פשוט, ונתן לו רפואה חזקה וגסה, כמו שנותנים לאיכרים מגושמים, ומיד מתרפא השר המדומה והבריא. אכן, ידידיי, קרא רבי אלימלך, הפרופסורים הגדולים, שחשבו שהוא השר פוטוצקי, נתנו לו תרופות מעודנות הראויות לאיש ענוג כמו פוטוצקי. אך לא מתאימות כלל לעיקר גס מזג. לאחד כזה הרי נותנים לעצירות לא שמרים ולכאב ראש תחמוצת פלפלים. כך גם רבינו הקדוש מניקלשפור, המשיך רבי אלימלך, הוא חושב אתכם למביני מדע ושכל, הוא אינו יודע איך אדם חוטא. לכן טרח לפרוס לפניכם דרשות שכליות וגבוהות. כמו שראוי לבני דעת וברי לבד, אבל אני, אני רופא כפרי קטן ולא פרופסור. אני אתן לכם תרופות ראויות לבוערים בעם שכמותכם. מיד פרס לפניהם כל העבירות וקלקולי העריות שעברו. זה כאן וזה כאן. כעת נראה באצבעו על העשירים שעמדו בכותל המזרח, והכריז בקול לכל אחד ואחד פשעו וחטאתו. מיד התחילו כולם לבכות במר נפשם. So it's a very nice story yeah? about the Graf Potocki, the Duke of Potocki, something like that. Yeah? He's a very famous guy, he was a famous guy in Poland, some kind of a Duke, non-Jewish Duke. Actually, when I was a kid, everyone that had a Polish grandmother know who is because when I was sitting, when I was sitting with my legs on the table, so my grandmother told me, look at him. You think that he is maybe the Graf Potocki, the Duke of Potocki. So it was a common term in my childhood. So what happened with the Graf Potocki? He was traveling to see far away, far away in the United States, and he took he took with him um, a servant and uh, a glon, how do you say a glon? Driver. A driver. And 
in the middle of the way, they killed their master, and you know, some kind of promotion. Uh, the, the servant became to be the Duke of Potosky, and uh, the rival turned to be uh, the servant, and they keep traveling all over, and he, he dressed like Grand Potosky, and everything, okay? Until, short time after, the servant uh, uh, became to be very sick. So they invited uh, to the, every, the, the great doctors come to, to try to heal him, to cure him, but no one succeeded to heal him. Until became some kind of a Fletcher. Fletcher, I don't know the exact translator of the word, the Yiddish word Fletcher, but I, I think it's some kind of a vet more than a doctor. Yes, it's a very simple doctor from the, you know, from the villages of Poland or something like that, some kind of peasant. And he know how to cure the fake Duke of Potocki. He gave him, you know, something like uh, very spicy pepper or something like that, and it works. So everyone asked him, how did you do that? And he told them, you were wrong because you believe that he is a Duke of Potocki. And that's a dangerous situation, that you believe his lies. I could see immediately that he is not a Duke. He is a simple man. I know how to deal with a simple man. I push pepper with something and it works. So, Rabbi Yerminer keep, uh, keep uh, uh, and, and uh, say, Rabbi Shmerke, he is some kind of a professor, <laughs> and he talks to you as you are the Duke of Potosky. He is wrong. I want to help you. I want to cure you. So I will have a crit I will criticize you. I will tell you your real problem, and that will that will help you. That will cure you up. So let's hear carefully what Rabbi Elimene tried to tell us. And please imagine yourself in that specific situation. And maybe Rabbi Elimene speaks now with you, he's speaking with you. And he blames he blames you in a very uh, very hard things. So what he blame us? In that, you know, in, in, in the inner fable that he told us, what he blame us? Please help me. What we did, what did we do wrong? First, yes, we are of course the, the, the servant that became to be the fake Rathputosi. So what do we do? Did we do wrong? Please help me. He stole somebody's identity. Yeah. <coughs> We still stole the identity. Yeah. So we are thieves. Okay. More than that. What more? Murderers. Well, murderers. We are murderers. Murderer, thieves. More. Uh, we are fakes. We are fakes. We are liars. We are lying to who? Ourselves. To everyone and also to ourselves. Okay. Murderers. Liars and uh, fake. More than that, we have a very uh, 
uh, we have an issue with our also we have our health. Yes, we are ill. So the fourth thing, and we have another problem. Other problem. Actually, it's not exactly our problem. The next problem is that we have the non-proper doctor. The doctor of us believe our lies. Actually, it, it's, it's our problem. It's also his problem, the doctor's problem, because he don't know how to cure us, what to do with us. So we have many problems, but the main problem is that we are fake. We are not real. We are try to to to. to uh, we, we, are, we have some kind of a show, like everything is fine, and we are the Duke of Potonsky with our leg on the table, on the table. But it's not a true situation. We have a very deep problem, and just the right doctor. That have to be a simple doctor, not a professor, not a, some kind of a professional. He will help us, and that is the Yerimenech Bilijas. He refers himself as that simple doctor that you're going to have to, 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 to tell you the truth. So, according to Rabbi every one of us is a little bit liar. We pretend to be the Duke of Potocki. Everything is fine with us, no problem at all. And we have, we need the one will to tell us what exactly our problems are. And the main problem is that we are lying to everyone and to us that maybe everything is right, which is not true, of course. So, but you know, if, if you read the story carefully, I want to, 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 to point at the fact that they were listened to him that specific situation. And it's told that, that they was crying. And so, you know, if someone was criticized me, I, I believe I, you know, I close my eyes and, and, and I won't listen. But they listen to him and I want to, to ask uh, why, why they listen to him. But let's uh, keep it uh, uh, right now. Another story. Number A, paragraph A. And I want to tell you that it's not, it's a very hard story. It's not for kids. How old are you, please? Okay. Adults only, they have to read the story. It's a story about the Pasuk, Vaikhar Af Yaakov Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try. Can you do it in English? Just so everyone else yeah. What could you translate into English? Okay, so maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try to, to, to have the English for, for the beginning. But yes. okay. I'll try to, to, to tell the story in English. There is a one a, 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 a young, uh, a, a, one of the followers of Elimelech Milishansky, a young man, he's he married, and he has no children, they have no children at all. And so his wife's family asked him to speak about it with his rabbi, with Rabbi Elimelech. 
please tell me that you don't have you, you, it's, it's, it doesn't work and uh, there is no children uh, but he refused and he tells them no you don't want to speak about it with his busy rabbi because he's a very holy rabbi and I want to speak to him just about it, you know Avodat uh, Hashem theological questions I don't know exactly what about uh, serving God how what a way exactly but after another, another time more than more they asked him to, to, to speak about about the problem with Abimelech he agreed and he speaks about Abimelech about the problem so Abimelech asked him to read some daily chapters or something but it's done book at all. So a year or so later he come back he came back to Abhiman and just and told her that nothing works so what what I have to do? And then Abhil Melech asked him a very strange question. Please tell me read it uh, from the text in Hebrew. It's four lines, five lines from, from the bottom, in uh, page number two. Please tell me, young man, what situation between you and your wife? You know, there is some problems or something. Everything fine. And the young man, the Avrech, told the rabbi, everything is perfect. Now, you don't fight from time to time. You don't fight with your wife. Nothing. Nothing. No, any tension between us. Everything is just perfect. Say that young man. So, Rabbi Melech, uh, think for a moment, moment and told him, I think that I know what the problem is. Please go back to your home, go back, and please make a fight with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's too so this young man was very surprised, but the rabbi told him to do so, so there is no, uh, he had no choice. He, go, he went back home and he tried to uh, make a fight uh, with his wife and you won't believe you don't believe you won't believe it but he in a moment there was a very there was a very big fight and it's not just was a fight he was slept here slept her twice and he was surprised about himself did I do I told you that it's not for kids that's sorry yes don't tell it at home. Why did I do that? I love her. Why did I slap her twice? Slapped her. But you don't believe it. Nine months later, they were pregnant and there was a baby. So the young man went to, to again to told him, told him all the story, what happened. So Abhi Melech answered him, and I'll read it from the text. It's in page three, somewhere 
אל תדמה בנפשך כי ציוויתי להתקוטט, חס ושלום. פליז, don't you everything that I recommended you to have a fight with your wife? לא אמרתי לך כי אם מה שרמזה תורתנו הקדושה אצל יעקב אבינו עליו השלום, דכתיב, ויחר אף יעקב ברחל וכולי. וקשה, מה פשעה ומה חטאה נגדו, אם דיברה לנגדו, האין אדם נתפס על צערו, אלא שיעקב אבינו עליו השלום ראה כי אהבתם יחד הוא הסיבה שתמנע פרידה. I'll stop reading, I want to ask you a question. רבי אלמלך told you, I just want to clarify, I want to explain you What the Torah means in the story about the fighting between Yaakov and Rachel. Do you remember that the word fighting? You know that there are the most, uh, I don't know how to call it, some kind of a, 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 a perfect love story. Yaakov and Rachel, yes? Near the Be'er, how do you say Be'er? Be'er? Near the Well. Well. Yeah, he was sitting near the well, and he and she she came, you know, slow motion with the ships. So it's a, it was a perfect luck. But few chapters later, they are fighting, and she asked him for a baby, and instead of you know uh, mercy, he is shouting. She shouted her. What, what do you want from me? I'm God, I can help you, I want to help you. Yeah. He was angry. Instead of being, you know, more merciful. Merciful. So, I just want to explain you those about Yaakov Al-Khan. But more than that, I want to ask you, why did Rabbi Elimelech suggest this young man to go and fight with his wife. It's a very strange suggestion, yes. Maybe they want passion, and this was a way of igniting passion. Okay, maybe, thank you. Yeah. Well, similar to the uh, first story, it could be that it was, that their relationship could have been somewhat fake. And, right, and any, any relationship needs a fight, and it's some way to kind of make the, their, their match a lot more fun than real. Okay, okay, thank you. I think that you, you can feel it, that Rabbi Elimelech, you can feel it, that Rabbi Elimelech feels that their love is not true. It's fake, like the fake Duke of Potocki, yes? It's fake, it's too perfect, and too perfect is not love, because love is, you know, some kind of a friction, yeah? So, if they, if they, if they, if they think they are so, 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 such perfect. It means that they are not meet each other actually. Because if they were a real couple, they they have friction. They some. It, it's supposed to be a problem. And look at, at the exposition of the story. That the, the the young man he didn't want to speak with a rabbi about problems, just about avodat Hashem. God works for us. 
and it reveals that this man is fake. If you are, you if you are think that you are, you know, just some kind of professor, as in the, in the last in the in the other story, you are doing just with, you know, um, uh, uh, how do you say, Wuhaniyin, or spiritual matters. Spiritual matters. So, so it means that you are not with your legs on, feet on hairs. <laughs> and I think that what Rabbi Melech tried to do with his criticism is to make us stand on earth. I think that, and, and, and now, and in a moment, I think that now we are getting to the next point about the, 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 the term tzaddik in Rabbi Elimelech, Rabbi Elimelech's Torah. I think that in those generation in the Hasidut, they were asking themselves, who is the perfect man? Who is the tzaddik? And if Rabbi Elimelech's rabbi, the Magi of Mesrich, answered that the tzaddik is the person who is unified with God, who is always in a dvekus situation, that's a, his rabbi's answer. The answer, the answer of Rabbi Melech, his definition to the term tzaddik is just, is it, it, quite the opposite. It's a man that stands on earth and not ignore his problems. So, the ask the Tobinimelech asked us is how the tzaddik would be a simple man who deals with the problems and and, and face the problems. Please. I raise my hand, but anyway, I guess um, what I was thinking about was that the the young man was kind of ashamed of his feelings. He couldn't reveal them to the rabbi, and maybe he couldn't reveal them to his wife, and he was ashamed of that. So, so the rabbi had to kind of guide him, and you know, when he thought, you know, how to how to achieve oneness with God, he thought it was just it had nothing to do with the physical. Yeah. So, so the rabbi was guiding him. I'm sure you're right, and there was a shame. But I think that Rabbi Elimelech know that every one of us are shame in something, and we are hiding something because of that shame yes. feelings. So, Abimelech, there is no shame in his circles because he knows that because of that shame, we are lie to everyone and to ourselves as well. And so, he was he wasn't a pleasant man. He was a hard. He was a tough guy. He would he tell you all your lies in your face. And I, I'm sure that. Everyone who's is beside him was very shame, you know. But that was his progress to, to to not to hide behind the shame feelings. And, okay. I hope you understand me because. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Any other question? So let's uh, talk about the term Sadiq who is it? I want to read with you, please, um, paragraph number 
Remember Aleph from the beginning.
And that is the ultimate sin. When you are not live your life as a sinner, that is the ultimate sin, according to Adeli Melech. Okay? Yes, How does Adeli Melech avoid, does he address, how does he avoid um, deluding himself? Avoid? Deluding himself, because in the way that, or how does he know to what extent he's responsible for? Because like,
I don't know exactly how to change, how to stop a uh, problem in Nicaragua, which I don't know what, uh, but uh, I believe in a very deep motion that if I will do a little thing better, it will somehow, it will, uh, so, so everything is my responsibility. Please, I want to, to read another, uh, other, uh, the second paragraph because it will clarify something. Amar Rabbi Elimelech. Yes, paragraph number bit. Amar Rabbi Elimelech. Muftah li sheyesh li chelek laolam haba. Kesheavo lifnei beitin shel mala. והם ישאלו אותי, האם עסקת בתורה כמצווה? אשים, לא. אחר כך ישאלו, האם התפללת כמצווה? ואני אשיב כבתחילה, לא. והם ישאלו שלישית, האם עשית מעשים טובים כמצווה? וגם הפעם איני יכול להשיב תשובה אחרת. מיד יוציאו את פסק הדין, אתה אומר את האמת. למען האמת? Can I want to ask you again the same question as I asked before. According to this paragraph, is Rabbi Elimelech is a tzaddik or is he a sinner? Yes? What does it mean? Yes. Could you translate it? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so Rabbi Elimelech used to say, I know for sure that I am going to be in heaven in Gan Eden. Yes? And why is that? Why I'm so sure? Because when I will come in front of the Supreme Court over there, and they will ask me, they will ask me, did you learn Torah as, as needed, as you recommended? And I, of course, will say no. And they will ask me again, did you pray as needed? Did you uh, mm -hmm. did you did you know good things? Did and I of deeds? course what did you do good deeds? Did you do do good deeds? And I of course will answer no. So then I will hear the supreme voice that will tell me you are telling the truth. Because of that, you're coming into the gates of heaven. So is he a tzaddik or a sinner? The same question and the same answer. Is both of them at the same moment? Yes, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm not certain how you can justify um, calling him a tzaddik as a result of the story. Um, he's very familiar with the notion of punishment in this world and the next world. And it seems as if there's a flip side of the story that's not being told. And that is that uh, he's going to be punished here. And that's going to take care of his obligations and his debts. And he's very happy about that. So when he can get up to heaven, he can afford now to tell the truth. And he knows, as he says, what's going to happen. So he's not a psychic. He didn't do anything right. The fact that he told the truth, you know, he, um, it's easy for him to do. But because he told the truth, 
he is, you know, he is coming into the gates of heaven. So you may not call it a tzaddik, but what, what it, you know, the gates of heaven are open to the good people. So the tzaddik, he's not regretting anything here. He regrets everything. It doesn't appear from the story. Why not? He told us that he didn't do it. But where's the regret? Where's the where's the tshuva? Where is it? I think that the tshuva. No, I like to think so. I want to. I want to clarify that point. I think that Abili Melech thinks that he is a perfect man. He don't have to do any tshuva. And why that? As he told it in that story. And why he is a perfect man? Because of that point, that he takes their responsibility. I want to clarify <coughs> a, a very interesting issue that associated with that. And you know, it's there in, in the in the research of the Hasidim, they used to say that Rabbi Elimelech is a founder of the public. Uh, Hasidut of the, of the more lower low cost uh, rabbis that uh, like you could see maybe you can see today in several Hasiduyot I don't want to mention names but uh, you know there's nothing there but the rabbi they go to ask the rabbi everything they need uh, who to vote Obama uh, Clinton uh, Trump uh, and uh, the cow, something not good with the milk with the cow, so they go they run to the rabbi. Yes? We used to say that Rabbi Elimelech is a founder of that phenomenon. And I think that it's, you know, I have some criticism against that phenomenon, but I think that Rabbi Elimelech is actually the founder of this phenomenon because he is the first one that invented the tzaddik role to, to, to be involved in everything, in everyone's life. And that, to feel the deep responsibility for everything. And to try to help whatever we could, you, you can do. And if he do it, 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 it always came, come with a feeling of a guilt. Of Ashma, you are not, uh, you are not okay. There are many problems with yourself, and because of that, you are responsibility, as we mentioned before, and because of that, you are do whatever you you could do with everything, and and in that moment, you have nothing to do tshuva, as he told in, in, in the story. He is a perfect man. He is a perfect man because that he is not feels himself very perfect. Okay, so it's. Quite complicated to the Thank you. I think I was thinking, it was like he was in a very unique position because people would come to him and ask him questions about how to live and everything. You make an individual who doesn't have his status may think they have good advice to give to the next one and may want to emulate, but nobody will listen to you, or very few people. Yeah. It was because of his, his stature that you know he was mm -hmm. listened to. And I was thinking that could be for good and for bad. I think he had um, insight as to a way that people could reach a better life, you know. But um, some people who have others coming to them, maybe in that position, maybe 
they don't, maybe they don't have that much to offer, mm. but but you know, but they're listened to. So I don't know. It's like it's it's, it's wonderful when you find someone who's that wise. But, um, I think you know, it's to trust in another like that is very dangerous too. Yeah. Look, I believe what makes a billionaire in that specific status was, first of all, well, the, the wish, the deep wish to, 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 to fix all the problems that he could, could see. And I think that every one of us, and I think that Amelie Menech uh, also think that, and, and, and he wrote it in his book, Amelie Menech, that everyone could be a tzaddik. Who is a tzaddik? He is the man uh, of silk, who, he, he, actually, in his book, in normally magic figure, he, he, he drew out two types of tzaddikim. Tzaddik. The first one is some kind of his rabbis. His rabbi, the Maggit of Mesbridge, he's a man, man of silk. He's just dealing with supreme, you know, uh, uh, non-material issues. But the good tzaddik, uh, and he keep using the word tzaddik, and it's very important. The good tzaddik is that, is that man that feels the responsibility and do things. He's actually involved. You know, I'll tell you. If you go, if you if you go and look what's happening, Bels Hasidim or Vishnit Hasidim today. Most of us, it will. Uh, it seems some strange to uh, ask Rabbi anything, but here I mentioned the name. Okay. But uh, actually, it's a very, uh, it's very impressive because the Rabbi know the Hasidim, every one of them, and what exact problem they are dealing with, and he actually try to help them. He's, you know, the the, the some kind of uh, a father figure or something. Like, a huge father figure, something like that, and it's very impressive. So I think what makes him a tzaddik, and I don't know what's exactly going on with Belzerabe or so, but what makes tzaddik uh, that man is the uh, feeling of responsibility, of caring, of uh, that it's your issues, it's not just them. It's your issue as well. Okay. Yes. Is it possible that Elimela had maybe his self? Is it possible that on, on his self concept was one of a sinner in this way, or this responsibility mindset? And and objectively, if there is such a thing, but objectively, he, he seemed like he was a subject. I, I I get the sense that if people were drawn to him and he really cares about him, like you know. Care and love, they can't be fake. I mean, you know, if people, you know, I mean for a while, but, you know, if you really care about people, I think he must have known he was on, I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Did he know he was on that sort of level? He must, I, did he know that he was on that level to do that? And so he, he did it because he was in that position because he knew, he was like, oh, I actually really care about these people. And, you know, I don't know, so he knew he wasn't committing a, he wasn't like running like a, like, excuse me? If he really thought he was an evil person, he would know he would be doing objectively, like, you know, he wasn't 
plotting evil in his spare time. You know what I mean? Of course, so of like, course, could, of course. So I'm just saying, like, was there some awareness that he knew he was on some sort of level? Like, he knew this was like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm getting. Like, the yeah. completely self-concept of, yeah, I know I'm not a great guy. I'm, I'm just trying to help. That's one thing. But knowing that, hey, he's actually you know, there. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Your name is? Eli. 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 Wow. Uh, you know that the Hasidic interpretation to those paragraphs that you just read about Abiyavelech is that he, he, he was criticizing himself and he was called himself a sinner just to uh, teach us how to do with our Sabbath. He, no, he, he knew as well that he's not a sinner. That's a Hasidic. Uh, 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 interpretation to, to, to the, but I believe that Rabbi Melech even that he all his, all, all his day he just you know learn Torah and pray what, what does he do <laughs> he didn't uh, do wrong uh, never ever, ever but I think in a very deep emotion he, he feels the responsibility and he know that everyone as him could feel that same responsibility to the world and that will turn him to be involved and, and, and people will come to him and ask him questions and, and because they, they feel that he, he take care, he take care. Well, how did he learn that? How did he, has he ever explained how he came to this realization, how he learned it? Of course, it? of course. Oh. He learned it. He learned from himself, not from his rabbi. Okay, and yes, he learned it because he know that. Okay. Let's say something about the term tzaddik in general. The tzaddik, you know, it's a kabbalic issue. That the tzaddik is the one who connecting the heavens and the earth. Yes. He's, he's, he's um, the, board, the bridge between those two spheres. And most of us ask him how to become a tzaddik, and we are looking up. And how, how could I get there? But I think Rabbi Melech look at the same pillar pillar, what we call the tzaddik, you know, it's a pillar of the world that holds, uh, if, I, if, I, if I say the Kabbalic words, he holds all the world on his shoulders. I think that Rabbi Lemech looks at the same pillar, as, but he, he, he turned his, 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 uh, uh, his, 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 his viewpoint, his, his viewpoint, his viewpoint down. He said, okay, if I'm a tzaddik, I have to look down to the problems, to the problems, to the, to the, to the non to, to, to all the, that issues, and to try whatever I can do to, to, I can do to, to, to solve the problems. So, okay, so I think we, we can conclude now, and we can conclude and say that we, we talk about to... Uh, uh, elements in Abiyelimelech's Torah. The first was the criticism and the role of criticism. Uh, 
and the second was the term tzaddik in his trial. And we just saw that it's actually it's a, it's one element. If you know the wisdom of how to criticize uh, other people, and of course, and first of all, to criticize you, because it makes you feel the guilt that makes you feel responsible for everything. And that responsibility, that's caring, it's turning to be the tzaddik. So the tzaddik is the one that feels the consciousness of being a sinner. And that helps him to, to, to and that makes him perfect. Yes, that's exactly what makes him perfect. So I hope I'm being clear until now. And now we'll take time for a question. Or an equal also? What? So we had some questions already, and we'll uh, open it up fully. So if anyone would like to ask, I'll, I'll just get the ball rolling, and we'll, we'll definitely make sure that we have, uh, have a chance. Um, you referred to Elimelech as, as uh, a master of rebuke. And one impression that I think might be fair to take from these particular selections is that a lot of the many of the ingredients that make up our image of the ideal person are pretentious or, or incorrect or egotistical or, or something in that vein. Um, and each of our questioners have touched on related issues. But um, the intellect doesn't really feature into this portrayal much. And um, you know this, this kind of hits very directly, I think, to people in this room, modern, educated people. Um, and we walk around with a notion of, of who we admire and, and who we'd like to become. Um, I wonder if you can address learning thinking, ideas, the intellect as a feature of Rav Elimelech's thought and of the example that he's trying to um, present to us. I mean, in, in Bet, where he tells us tale of how he goes to, um, to the Supreme Court of Shemaim and, and he's asked, if, did you learn Torah as, as you were commanded to? He says, no. The implication is that clearly this is a primary value. So. Um, I'd be interested to hear you say a little bit more about that feature of, of his ideal. So, I think that Rabbi Emelech challenged us. Challenge, challenge, challenge us not to have a comfortable life, he, in that case, a bit, in that paragraph, he asked, he asked us to feel every moment what did I do wrong and what could, can I do better. And it's not a comfortable life to, to, to live with, with an with a emotion of guilt and, and uh, I have to learn Torah more, I have to, to pray more, and I have to do things to, to have the work. So he wants you 
you know, not to be, you know, uh, set down in your life, to be more with attention. I think he inserts tension to our life, uh, to, to, to try to not to be quiet, you know. So just a question about this perception of the tzaddik. Um, how did this impact other Hasidic figures later on, such as um, the Katzke Rebbe and Rabbi Nachman? Oh, they're quite the opposite, of course. If someone would came to Rabbi Nachman with a question about his cow and her milk, its milk, and something like that, he would throw it. No, it's from the stairs. You can't ask Rabbi Nachman such a question. Ask him about Ishtokikut, you know, the wish to, to be close to God and so on. And the other name is the Kotzker. I think that there is a very deep connection between the Kotzker and Rabbi Nachman. Think about the fact that Kotsky was a very tough guy and a very man of rebuke and criticism, of course. And he actually some kind of a uh, grand, grandchild uh, of a Bilmer because he's a student of the Choyze Milublin that I mentioned before. He's a student of a student of and actually, the fact that the, that the Kotzke rabbi closed the door for 20 years, if you know that fact, yeah. and he, he lived up uh, behind a closed door, it was because he believed that every one of us has to take the responsibility of his life and not just go to the rabbi. And I think that Rabbi Yemenech also think like that. So he thought that everyone has to take his responsibility. Every one of us has to be Melech, as he called himself. And it's, of course, it's a game because in Yiddish they called Rabbi Melech, they zip it into Melech. But I think Rabbi Melech thinks Melech, a king. But I think Rabbi Melech thinks that every one of us had to be, had to be a real Duke of Potosky. <laughs> Maybe I should say it. Because, I should say it. because what is the real Duke of Potosky. Who is the real king? The real king is the one that not go to other to another person that will take the responsibility for him. No, he takes that the, the responsibility personal. Okay. Okay. Please. Yes, please. The microphone is on the way. Ah. I have a couple of questions. Well, first of all, um, this is going to sound kind of heretical, but um, I, I don't know if anyone else had that thought, but this whole idea of almost like, I take on your sins, sounds a little, you know, yeah. <laughs> Christian, oh. you, know? Um, the, you know, that figure. 
Um, I hate to say the same breath as Ellie Mel, so I'll just leave it like that. And so that, that um, I don't know what, I don't know how to say connection, but it did, there's some kind of something there. And on the flip side, um, the idea of Das Torah, is that also sort of figured in, into like the Rab, the Rebbe, knowing everything um, and uh, being able to advise. And the one other question I have is that, okay, so um, if if he is the tzaddik, I'm a little confused about what um, our relationship, if, if the tzaddik is taking everything on to him, does that mean we give it or do we become the tzaddik? No, of course. So that's, that, that, that I'm finding a little bit confusing as well. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you for the question. For the question. I start for the last one, with the last one. Of course, we all have to be the tzaddik. The tzaddik is not, uh, we, we're not giving our pro problem to the tzaddik, because that, of course, uh, it's quite confusing, but the tzaddik is the one who takes the responsibility of him of, and about everything, everyone else. So we, all of us have to be the tzaddik. It's also, I don't remember exactly the first and the second question, but all of us had to be that, that tzaddik and we, we are not taking the sins of others as a Christian because Rabbi Elimelech is challenged everyone to be also a tzaddik. He of course takes all on his shoulder, on his shoulder, but it's not in conflict, but it's not in a contradiction with us that you also have to do the same thing. And he wrote it in his book, in Noemeli uh, Melech, uh, that the tzaddik, one of the tzaddik, the tzaddik's role is to teach everyone how to be the tzaddik. So it's actually the opposite from the those Christian motion of uh, taking the sins of others. Uh, and no, he teach everyone how to be how, to, how, how to, to be able to take the responsibility of their life and the other life. Okay? So it's quite confusing, but I think it's, it's, it's much more clear now. Is this similar to the whole idea of Das Torah in terms of asking the Rebbe questions? Um, is, is that a You know, I, I'll tell you so. so in, the, in the Hasidut, you, could, you, you can find two different um, aspect of the of, of what the tzaddik is, you can find you can find uh, that. Let me let me say so uh, so to speak that I can say that uh, if you search in all the Jewish thought, where could you find the uh, the, the definition of what the the, the tzaddik had to do? You will find it, especially in the Hasidut, of course. But if you search in the whole uh, Jewish thought, who talks about the problems with, you know, that uh, 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 with a term tzaddik, that he takes all the problems about him? And, uh, also, in the Hasidut, you will find the same issue of how you have to take the responsibility on yourself and not going to the tzaddik. Also, the Hasidim dealing also with that as well. So I think that Bilimelech Milishansk 
is quite confusing because he speaks all the time about the, the tzaddik. But the tzaddik is not the only one that can, can, can do it. Everyone had to be the tzaddik. And because of that, it's not good if you are throwing your problem on the tzaddik, on the other's shoulders. Yeah? You have to take it on your shoulder, in your hands. It's in your hands, okay? I think it's more when people go to a tzaddik, not that they're putting their problems on him, they're hoping that he's going to pray for them. Tzaddik goes there, v'hakadosh baruch that's a cloud. And not that he's taking on, but, but what's special about Rabbi Nella, he he himself feels himself a sinner, so he understands the guilt what goes with sinning and with everything else. While many rabbinim portray themselves as walking on water, you know, not that vulnerable. You're right, but you forgot just one thing. When, when someone would come to to a he would he the would rebuke. He would give more. Yes, he, he was criticizing. He's telling him his problem. He's not just praying for him, prayer for him. He was, and why did he do so? He do so because he want him to feel guilt, and because of that, taking the responsibility in his hand. Okay? So he wouldn't just pray for him. He would say, "Why did you do something yeah. like that?" Yeah, it's your problem. You have to fix yourself, and it's your responsibility. I won't help you in that, okay? So this is actually most... Uh, okay, maybe we'll have an email or another question. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you very much. Okay. So, do you want me to to to, to the first meeting or another one? Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, I, 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 I do it again. I just want to mention that you have to, you have to pay attention to the world because you know, the world is quite opposite of all that I said before. Because he told in his world you quote, I hope that in our heart we will see just the good thing in others, not the bad. So it's quite the opposite, but it's not. In deep motion, it's not the opposite. Because people will listen to you, to your criticize it, when you will criticize them, because they feel that inward, inwardly you are, you love them, you 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 feel a deep love, and because that you have feel that, that love, you can listen to the to the rebuke, and you are not just going out and okay, you you listen because you know that inwardly. Inwardly, he loves you. So, this word, uh, the good thing of our friends and not the bad side of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah.